part of my teaching over the years came from a therapist, a psychologist. I was once in a position in my life where I wouldn't say I was necessarily troubled, but part of my spiritual path and spiritual quest was I was highly emotional and highly confused because I had a lot of thoughts. I had a lot of teachings. I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about, a lot of things that in life that I struggled with. And I have a lot of great friends I'm grateful for and a, a wonderful, beautiful family I'm grateful for. And um, I continue to nourish and grow and find and seek new relationships with friends and family. And it's just, it can be wonderful. But there's often a very innermost kind of a private world inside your mind that can occur and sometimes you feel you feel kind of lost inside you know because you feel alone in the world you you're not quite sure who to talk to and, and even those friends or family that you may be close to it may help but they don't quite get it they don't understand so sometimes a we're called to to seek different routes you know, for example, what's helped me over the years is uh, a martial arts practice that's been profound. My spiritual life, um, my, my, my Bible training, studying the Bible, being a, a diehard Christian, being a spiritual follower, a leader, a teacher, a practitioner has, is profound. Um, seeking God or seeking the wisdom of people like Jesus and, and even other religions. You know, I've, I, I admire many many other people in their religions their religious beliefs and they all point to God so that that's profound that's a big that's a big thing for me personally we all have different stuff Zen obviously the you know Zen practice has been a prominent part of my life for for a very long time for well over 40 plus years um, it's extraordinary it just it, it's it's life-changing but it's not perfect it's not perfect and all along our path through life we we encounter different parts of our lives you know be it the death i've had deaths of uh friends and and loved ones i've had family uh die i've had uh, my nie my, my niece died at seven months old i've you know i was right there in the presence of my mother as she died right in front of me and um you know some very emotional uh times in my life but all of those were learning experiences and they were also very difficult. There are times where, you know, I think that everything's fine and it's, you know, I've got this covered and wow, what a great, wonderful experience. And then there have been times in my life where I've, I feel like I was hit by a ton of bricks, like a, a big dump truck full of bricks just dropped right on top of me. Emotionally a mess, you know, you just, I felt like, wow, all of this training and all of the teaching and everything where, you know, how is this possible? But again, all a learning experience because you learn that it's not a one and done deal. Life is very challenging and life has signs and life has twists and turns and, and uh, all kinds of surprises, both good and bad. Uh, good times pass by you as quickly as the bad times pass by you. They all pass by you. It's just the bad times. You ever notice sometimes they take their time to pass? It seems that way anyway. But anyway, one of my dear friends and and uh, gurus, I'll call him, is, is my, um, my therapist, my psychologist, Russ. Russell Surveyor. Um, man, he, he was such an important part of my spiritual growth. 
Um, I don't re- even recall how I was led to him. I, it may have been through a friend or in a newspaper or something. I can't remember. He was affiliated with some church group in, in Massachusetts, in Westboro, I believe. And uh, I met with him and did some of my own personal work. And he was profoundly helpful. There was just something that resonated. That, uh, we were able to have a good conversation. And um, I spoke with him for a number of years and still continue to uh, occasionally to this day. Um, we have some really, really rewarding conversations. I really wish we, we had written a book together on it or something, you know, because uh, some really, really good, deep, very deep um deep conversations it's just phenomenal and a very important part of my growth and the reason I'm bringing this up is that we don't know sometimes what life holds but here's the deal we are constantly being told or are given the signs of what it is we need to do in life we're guided we're guided inside there's something inside and something outside it's kind of like I think of it like an antenna we're like a walking antenna picking up signals and we know what's right and we know what's wrong. We, we have this inner compass. You've heard people say, trust your gut. And, and that's important because deep inside we trust our gut. When we're a kid, we kind of know, you know, and we learn quickly. We pick up something yucky, we taste it, it's horrible, we spit it out and we don't touch it again. We sort of know through life what to do and what not to do. We, but we don't, here's the thing, we fail to listen to what it is that we know what to do. Or better put, why is it that we know what to do but we don't do what we know? And there's all kinds of writings on that. I mean, from, from Zen to Christianity, uh, there's just, there's so many writings about that. You know, why is it that we, we do the things that we don't want to do? And I think that's the key. And trusting your gut means going deep, going deep inside, way before your thoughts, way before your emotions and feelings, and doing what you feel is right. And it can be very, very elusive and very, very tricky because sometimes, for example, we think, oh, I gotta, let's say you drink, you smoke, gamble, you spend too much money, you lie, you cheat, you have affairs, uh, you engage in uh, inappropriate sexual behaviors and things, and I'll let you fill in the blanks there, whatever that means to you, but there are all kinds of things that you may say, oh, well, this is natural, this feels natural to me, this is, my gut's telling me to do this, but the deal is that if, if it doesn't bring you peace, if it doesn't feel really really relaxing almost like how would I describe a peaceful experience peaceful experience is like hopefully you're into into um, or you agree with if you see a, a, a baby a smiling baby you, you'll feel good about that you see a sunset you see beautiful things in life in nature and you just feel really relaxed about it it really brings you what I call it into a Zen moment where you feel just relaxed at peace that's, that's a very spiritual experience. If whatever it is you're doing in your life doesn't feel that way, then it might, most likely, might not be the right thing to do. And I say most likely because sometimes they get, there's, there's a little confusion there, right? So for example, 
you might have the personality that you you're a little bit on the timid side or the shy side um, and so if that's sort of your biology sort of how you're built how you're created then you might have a, a more difficult time than somebody who isn't right so it's going to feel a little uncomfortable so you might mistake your gut for saying don't do it that's what I mean by most all most often but usually we know what's right and we know what's wrong there was a time in my life where drinking beer became it, it went from an innocent um, hey I want to try it to I'm going to try it a little more to a try it a little more a little more it started to become a habit it started to become something that I'd regularly do and then it became a problem because I kept doing drinking more and more of it I started to have health issues, slight health issues. Um, nothing major, but certainly my blood pressure went up, my cholesterol started to go up, my aches and pains and injuries went up, my focus went down, a lot of, a lot of things that I wasn't listening to the signal. I wasn't trusting my gut. I wasn't following the signals. And it became a habit, and then I started to lie about it to my wife and you know, I was lying about drinking when I was drinking, how often I was drinking. It became it, it became what I'll call a pre-problem. Pre-problem meaning it, it wasn't a, a alcoholic yet. It wasn't to that level, but it certainly became an issue for me. And it's different for everybody. And the point I, I want to make is that it was something was compelling me. Something was telling me it was a problem, but I wasn't listening to the sign signs. I wasn't honing in on those signals like a like a cell tower honing in telling me a signal giving me a signal and often that's god or whatever you believe in giving you a signal that something is not right something is not something is pulling you away from a a very deep peaceful spiritual way of being and if you can tune into those signals, if you can, if you can listen in, if you can tune that station in, like, like your radio station, tune in, listen to those things, it's amazing because you simply follow it. It's, it's like, uh, you know, I'll tell people that are, you know, Catholics or Christians or whatever, you know, if you listen to God, God will tell you everything it is you need to do, everything. And you don't have to work for it. You don't have to fight for it. You literally let go and let God. You just literally follow follow his lead. And that is very hard. The reason that's hard is that our egos, our false belief of who we think we are, is so stubborn that we just don't want to let go. We don't want to stop smoking. We don't want to stop drinking. We don't want to stop doing the drugs. We don't want to stop having the affairs. We don't want to stop lying to people. We don't want to stop cheating. We don't want to start. We don't want to stop abusing our bodies with horrible foods and different things. We just we're so stubborn. We're just bullheaded. We don't listen. We don't follow the right thing to do. And that's really important. It takes a lot of courage, but more than anything, it's just a very decisive moment. Because if you think of about a decision, what is a decision? A decision is. Often people mistake a decision with a contemplation. You're going to contemplate something for a very long time. I do that all the time. Of course, we all do. But a decision actually happens in a moment. It's kind of like, uh, you know, for example, I, I personally have never done any hardcore drugs. That's for me personally. It's just, uh, again, means something different to everybody. But for me personally, it was a no-go. I made the decision years ago when I was young, I just didn't. I just wasn't interested. No, no, it's a decision. I'm not going to do it. Or let's say I made a decision one day. Um, I wanted to go skydiving. I made a decision. I'm going to go skydiving. And there we go. 
boom, went skydiving, made the decision. A decision happens in a boom, click, snap second, just happens. It's a decision. You make a clear, that's a real decision. A decision process is different. There's sometimes where you have a decision process to make, you know, whether you want to be with this person or not, let's say. Um, sometimes it takes a process. It takes a little bit of thought. That's different. That's thinking. That's thinking and a thought process. different than the decision. Hope that makes sense. But trusting your gut is very important. So I'll go by my own experiences. So there have been times in my life where I've struggled with various crutches, I'll call them. Things that kept me from being um, my best version of myself. And that was important to me because I really believe that we're meant to be the best version of ourselves. And I really want to help others achieve the best version of themselves. And I realized that unless I continue to do the work and, and ask, for, ask for God's help to get me there, um, and here's the deal. If, if I can't do the work, how am I supposed to teach others to do the work? You know, we have to continually do the work. It's not, a, I've said this before, it's not a one and done deal. It's not something you say, okay, I'm the best version of myself, now I'm perfect, I'm going to help others. That's not how it works. What I realized is that I, I have to struggle. I need God's help. I need my gut to tell me what's right. I need to um, continually do the work so that I can continually be, be put on the right path. It's like sailing a ship. Yes, I can build the best boat I can. And yes, I can get the best crew I can. And yes, I can I can chart my course as best I can. But I continually have to tack my sails. I have to continually adjust my rudder and make slight adjustments in my journey. I have to navigate around certain obstacles and rocks and, and storms, right? We constantly have to move around. We can't just put our feet up, close our eyes and go to sleep. Life is an engagement. Life is an ongoing obstacle that's constantly changing. And the more that I have issues, the more I need God. The more that I learn how to struggle and how to, uh, how to, how to seek uh, guidance and, and solutions and work through it, right? That's an important step. That's important. So don't ever think that you're, you're going to attain a point where you have no problems. That's not the key. It's how you deal with the problems. That's really, really important. Super important. So how do you do it? You trust your gut. You trust your gut. That's really important to understand. You have to listen to the one who knows. There's, who's that? Who's the one who knows? The one who knows is the, is the entity, the spirit, the spirit that's behind you that knows what's right for you. And it's, and it's a little bit different for everybody. Now, there's a lot of commonalities. There's a lot of common ground. So what I mean by that is that we all kind of share a lot of the same stuff, but a lot of times there are a lot of different aspects to people in lives. You know, there's some people that are great comedians and some that aren't great comedians. There's some people that are really good at math, some that are very good at art, some that some people um, tend to swear a lot, some people don't. There's some people that have bad, bad, uh, uh, bad tempers. And some people don't. And that's beautiful. That's the spice of life is the variety of, of, uh, of personalities in the world. Um, but it doesn't matter who we are. We all have the same gut. We all have the same spirit that we can listen to. We all have the same one who knows behind us that propels us and what it is we should or shouldn't be doing. 
So let me give you a couple of other examples. So let's just say um, there's a friend of mine who was who didn't know he was struggling with with a drinking problem. Um, in fact, now I just thought of a second friend, two friends, okay, and they're kind of in the same boat. And what happened was they started drinking a little bit. I started with beer, and then it was the hard liquor, then it was the wine. And that went on to smoking weed and going to parties and drinking even more. And then they drank more and more and more and more and more. I had one friend who drank, uh, I think he was up to around anywhere from 24 to 36 beers a day. Uh, a liter, at least a liter or so of, of vodka or scotch or hard liquor, um, it, it became a real serious, serious problem. In both cases, this other person, a friend of mine, they both gained a lot of weight. They became very unhealthy, struggled with uh, not just the addiction of alcohol, but they had cholesterol problems, they had uh, blood pressure problems, and they had to be medicated for that stuff. Um, one, one of them had heart palpitations and uh, heart issues, heart-related issues because of this, um, breathing problems, so forth and so on. Um, and they, they, were, they, got, they got way off the path. They got way off the beaten path. Now, the thing is, is we've talked about it many times, and I used to tell them the same thing. I said, well, what does your gut tell you? You know, and when they were drunk, they told me, yeah, drink more beer. But when they're sober that they know this isn't the right life for me well this is what's funny about us because we all do it why don't we do what we know our gut's telling us what to do we just don't do what we know and I think one of the reasons is that there's so much pain associated with it so pick a habit pick any one of your bad habits that you've struggled with or even struggle with now Um, we all have them it's there's a lot of pain a lot of perceived pain with letting that go whatever that is a lot of confusion we kind of fool ourselves to think now nah, we i don't need to get rid of that i don't need to stop doing that behavior you know we fool ourselves or we associate with too much pain of letting that go and what we don't realize is the incredible amount of pleasure on the other side of that so it's kind of like if if let's say you're you have a drinking problem and um, let's say you're a kid. Let's say you're a little kid. You're, you had a, hopefully, you had a good childhood. You're six years old. You're playing your, your Nintendo or your Atari or whatever game system you played. You're playing wiffle ball or you're playing soccer or you're playing kickball or whatever it is you're playing as kids. You're just really enjoying yourselves. You were happy. You were, ho- again, hoping you had a happy childhood. Um, and if you didn't, you still can, by the way. You can, that's for another podcast where how to enjoy your childhood when you had a horrible childhood. Tune in because that's going to be a fun one. But anyway, because it's possible. It's absolutely possible. But anyway, um, you know, you were this happy kid before you became problematic later in life. So at what point of our lives as adults, what, when, does it, when and why does it become so complicated? Why does it have to get so serious? That's a good question. But it doesn't have to be. So the the peace, the sanctity, the, the quality of life that's there when we're children or before we even have some kind of an addictive issue or a problematic behavior in our life that makes us live a very unpeaceful life, think of the peace on the other side of that. Think of how, how just how peaceful you're going to feel by not having to worry about wanting or needing or craving that thing let's say you smoke let's say you smoke smoking is a horrible habit 
We, we all know this. And think of the trouble of having to buy the cigarettes and, or, or vapes or pens or whatever the heck you use. Think of the trouble it is and the amount of money it takes to, to attain all that stuff and to have fire in your pocket if you're a smoker to, contain, to have fire to light these things. Just think of all the, all the health problems. Now think about letting go. Try to imagine yourself letting go of all this and just the peace in letting go it's like oh man let go just let it go is so super super easy but yet so hard so complicated so how do we do it well there are a lot of there's a lot of self-help books and a lot of podcasts and a lot of youtube videos and uh, a lot of therapists that help with this kind of thing and I'm, I'm going to try to help you as best I can too um, and there are other podcasts on that I, I'll give you a few tips but generally speaking I wanted to point out trusting your gut and listening to the signals because um, like for me personally I, when I wasn't listening to the signals it became worse it, it became and it's very it's very De- uh, devilish it's very it's got a very evil energy that grabs you and makes you believe that things are getting worse and 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 but this is just how it is and you start to believe these lies that you're this dark dark entity if you will is telling you i mean the christians will call it the devil um will often say you know the devil's got you in his grips you know and that's true if you go more towards god less towards the devil you're gonna have a better life if you go more towards good away from bad that's you can have a better life i think uh you know in buddhist philosophy there's a lot of letting go practice and i think that's a phenomenal practice as well um letting go just letting go and just letting it all go you don't require a lot to enjoy your life you don't need anything out there to make you happy point and imagine right now look out there think about it think out there you don't need anything out there to feel good inside of you it's the other way around you want to feel good inside for no reason at all you want to start with a good attitude with a good thought good thought good thought good thought there's absolutely truth behind thinking positive thoughts Um, that goes a long way it's kind of like filling your gas tank with uh, with bad gas or no gas or the wrong gas. You're gonna you're not gonna go very far in your vehicle. But if you fill it with premium octane, high quality gasoline, aka good thoughts, good ideas. Um, here's another tip: is set your intentions to be very, very good and godly. And godly, don't misinterpret godly as being some kind of righteous, I'm better than you type of thing. Um, it's just the right thing to do. That's why the Buddhists have the eightfold path. They, you know, the right, you know, right mindfulness, and you know, well, I won't go through them all right now. But they have the noble eightfold path, and it's not like this is the these are the right things to do because they're, they're wrong otherwise. It's just it's sort of like if you want to take a path, a wise path. It's it's almost like you want to call it the the noble wise path, eightfold path. Okay, it's just making. To have a peaceful life, you're making different kinds of decisions so that you have a more balanced, nourished, loving lifestyle ahead of you. It's trusting your gut. It's listening to the signals that they know. You know what to do deep inside. God's planted that inside of you. You were born with this ability. You were born with it. You know what the right thing to do is. 
So you'll ask, well, what do I do when I struggle? There's going to be th- times where I struggle. And yes, that's called temptation. You know, the prayer, the, the Lord's Prayer with, um, and lead us not into temptation. That's, that's the reason that's there. Both the Buddha and, and Jesus, they're both tempted. They're both tempted by, you know, Buddha with uh, uh, Mara, tempted by the equivalent of the devil with Mara, and Jesus tempted by the devil himself for, for 40 days when he was in the wilderness alone. Temptation, temptation will always be there. It's what you do with it that makes the difference. You know, if you see something and your gut's telling you that, it's probably not a good idea. Um, you follow that. And it doesn't matter how how enticing it is. Let's just pretend for a second that you know that um, a chocolate milkshake will kill you, and it won't, which is uh, which is wonderful. Keep that in mind. And well, it will if you have one every day or have two or three a day. But let's say it did, and it's in front of you, and it's very hard to say no. But you know it's very bad for you. You know it's going to kill you eventually. Then you just don't do it. It's really that simple. Yeah, but it hurts. It's very hard. It's a, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is very hard. And I'll tell you, sometimes it's easy to to eventually get away from you. Um, You know, many, many years since I've drinking any kind of alcohol. And I I, honestly, I don't miss it at all. I I really have no no craving for it whatsoever now. Thank God. Um, But I'm lucky with that. And not everybody's as lucky like that. But I've had other things in my life that I've struggled with letting go still do there are things in my life still that I struggle with now and then and we all do it's human nature but it's how we work with it so so try your best to work with that try your best to trust your gut trust in it just let go smile and relax and know that you can trust your gut and trust that there's some process or some part of you that knows what it needs to do and just experience Experiment with that a little bit. Just sit with that and and feel really, really good inside, knowing that you don't have to think so darn hard about life and take it so seriously. Just feel, even if you can go from like just just like two percent happier, knowing that you have something inside of you that you can trust, that God's got your back, that you have the ability to enjoy and endure your life, knowing that this absolutely positively powerful energy this ability to know what's going to give you a more peaceful life is there it's there for all of us so tune in tune in and listen in and let it guide you let it guide you to a very peaceful peaceful life